My guest today is one of my dearest friends in the world, Molly Jongfast. She is an author at Vanity Fair, a podcaster on Fast Politics, which is outstanding, and you should listen to it, especially when I'm on, because we're outstanding on it. And again, one of my one of my great friends. There was also maintained what was called an enemy's list. Democrats want Republicans dead. I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody. The women with the least likelihood of getting pregnant are the ones most worried about having abortions. On January 6th of 2021, you had tens of thousands of people peacefully protesting. You're the president of the United States. You can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified. It's not a right-wing conspiracy theory. It's not QAnon. It's real. (laughs) I'm Rick Wilson, and this is The Enemies List. Molly Jongfast, welcome back once again to the Enemies List. It is a delight and a pleasure, as always, to have you. And I wanted to, to, to just do a sort of around the bend today with you on a bunch of different subjects. I don't get this much camera time, so I'm fixing it. <laughs> I usually don't have like mirrors available. So right. Yes. yes I, I often spend time fixing my hair as well. Yeah, um, I know that's a, it's a trope. In our it, it is indeed a, 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 an yeah. ongoing, an ongoing joke in our relationship. So exactly. I wanted to go through a few things that you've been talking and writing about lately, including the degree to which the insanity of the fall and perhaps rise of Tucker Carlson. Tucker has now assembled his Guardians of the Douchebaggery uh, crew of Megan Kelly, Brett Favre, and God knows who else to suddenly defend him, to defend his honor from Arena Briganti and Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is to say that it is one of the great rivalries. By the way, Arena Briganti, just for the people who are not completely phoned in on this incredibly stupid story, is the Fox, she's the queen of Fox News. She's the feared publicist. She is, she, I mean, I guess she dates back from Roger Ailes' uh-huh. time. Yep, yep. I, I know about her because as someone who's not a straight journalist, I don't have this experience, but I know many a person who's been screamed at by her. She's quite terrifying, or, or so they mm-hmm. say. And um, she has turned her sights on one Tucker Carlson. Dun, dun, dun. But Tucker, <laughs> Tucker has rallied his crew. And it is just, it is such a perfectly, it's such a perfectly post-Fox Tucker moment of these weirdo MAGA types who are suddenly, there. He, he asked a few of them, like Brett Favre and Megyn Kelly and a couple of others to defend him. And now all the rest of them are like racing out there to do their own Right, right, right. Like entrepreneurially, not they haven't been asked. Like now, now I, I too must defend Tucker's honor on the field of battle. Well, they know. I mean, they know what side of the bread their bread is buttered on, and it. You know, look. The reality is, Tucker is more likely to do stuff for them than, uh, than than Rupert Murdoch. Oh, but I sure. want to. When we're talking about Tucker Carlson, I think it's important to talk about how since Tucker Carlson has been out of the eight o'clock hour, I'm sure you mm-hmm. saw that story. Uh, Rupert Murdoch is a, has advertisers coming back. Well, I mean, call me crazy, but the white power hour theme might have given a few advertisers pause from time to time. <laughs> I mean, may, may, well, maybe. I, 
I feel like it's a stunning and brave ability to return for light fascism, but right. not wanting to go all the way. Right. I, I, I just like a little diet fascism with stevia instead of actual sugar. Right. Um, right. Never go full my pillow. <laughs> only, only ever go like mine. Right. Or just pillow. Yeah, exactly. But, but yeah. I mean, on. so it's there's a lot of rumors that Tucker, um, that Tucker, you know, he's looking at his options, forming a, a, a streamer or something else. But I think the the most interesting one is, and it's funny because we, we were down in, in DC a couple of weeks ago at, at the UTA party during correspondence dinner, Kara Swisher came up to me and she goes, I bet Elon's going to get together with Tucker. And I was like, Oh my God, that's, that would be too crazy. And then I realized, no, it's not. And yesterday the story broke that Elon is now flirting with Tucker. And, and if you wanted to imagine Twitter becoming a worse hellscape, Right, that would, that would seem to me to be the recipe. I mean, what do you? Because we live in a dark timeline and we are sinners in the hands of an angry God. What do you think the chances of that are? Speak for yourself, man. Um, <laughs> I would say here's the thing, and this is a fundamental story of the worst person you know. Uh, you know that meme, the worst mm-hmm. person you know meme. Uh, Tucker Carlson has a problem, which is he has a Fox News problem. Right. He's uh, we know he's NDA'd. Up the wazoo, right? Right. We know he's paid out till 2024. Right. He, You know, so he wants to get out of this contract. You know who else wanted to get out of their contracts? Bill Bill O'Reilly. Yep. Megyn Kelly. Mm -hmm. You know, there there are bodies and bodies strewn of people who wanted to get out of their Fox contracts. I'm not going to bet against Rupert Murdoch. No, it's hard. It's hard to bet against Rupert in these things. But I mean, yeah. what do you think? I mean, I'm no fan of Tuck Tuck, the little fascist that could, but I still, <laughs> I, I'm concerned. I, I don't see a world in which this ends, uh, ends well. If Elon comes into the mix, I mean, look, what, what do you think the buyout conditions are for Tucker? They has to give back his $20 million for another year. Elon could shit that out and not even miss it. Here's the thing. I don't think, I, I mean, again, Maybe he just has to give back $20 million. Maybe there's some sort of damages on top of that. Yeah. Well, not even, I don't think it's monetary. I think if, if the, if the Rupert Murdoch we know, and I want to say love, but I mean it ironically, if the Rupert Murdoch we know and love uh, is the Rupert Murdoch we know historically, then he's not going to let him go do it because Rupert is making the calculus that Tucker Carlson's number one goal, and and I think this is a correct calculus, by the way, will be to destroy Fox News. Yeah, and and look, I think I think that he's, and I I did some asking around about the the uh, attorney that he retained on this thing, and apparently the guy has had some success in in extracting people from this kind of bullshit in the past. Right. Um, but I really do kind, of, I am kind of enjoying the fact that 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 in his twilight years, when 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 Rupert was planning his fifth marriage. Um, you know, and, and looking forward to, to, to sitting on his pile of ill-gotten gains, um, that, that there's an existential threat to his giant legacy property in the form of one entitled a-hole. Right. That he created. Right. 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 I mean, he, he, Tucker Carlson wouldn't be so dangerous if Tucker Carlson was not the, was not sort of beloved by the, by Rupert Murdoch's people, the people Rupert Murdoch desperately needs to keep the channel going. I mean, and that's, that to me has always been like this great irony is they know exactly what Tucker was doing. They know exactly the people Tucker was appealing to. 
and it wasn't affluent suburban uh, moderate Republicans. It was no. the yahoos and the crazies and the people that write manifestos, write manifestos before they go shoot up shopping malls right. and synagogues. It's just that, that, like I said, that's why I find it so sort of deliciously ironic that he's going to spend the last part of his life worrying about this shit. Because this, this is not going to go away. Tucker's going to be out there. You can't grow another Tucker in the lab tomorrow. You know, you can't, because yeah. it, it's like Jesse Waters is the dumb man's Tucker Carlson. And, mm-hmm. and I, but I don't think you can, you can't just slot him into that. I think, I think that's where Fox is being a little bit arrogant is Tucker's not stupid. He's a crafty right. motherfucker. He's, yeah, but if Tucker's out for a year, Fox can do whatever they want. No, but I'm just saying you will not get another Tucker in that role. You will not have they will not have the cultural cachet of Tucker right. um, because he's built he's spent a long time building that audience and that persona. And yeah. it's not gonna be like slotting in Jay Leno after Johnny Carson leaves. It's <laughs> it, you know, the middle brow middle brow humor is a different thing than than uh having a guy with that sort of preppy elite affect also uh, shoveling out the white replacement theory at scale. Um, The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, folks, there are always things people need to get off their chests. We carry around a lot of stress in this world. Some of it's big, some of it's small, but all of it, if we keep it bottled up, can affect our health in a negative way. Therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest, to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down, to learn how to deal with those stresses. I know so many people who've benefited so much from therapy. They find a safe place where they can talk about the challenges in their life, where they can learn positive coping skills, they can learn how to set boundaries, and they can learn how to assess what's happening in their world in a way that makes them that better version of themselves. Therapy isn't just for people who've been through trauma or suffered a loss. It's for everyone. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's convenient flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Wilson today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Wilson. And he hit those, you know, he hit the white grievance in a way that spoke to the Fox audience. And I mean, I also, though, I mean, I will say the one thing that I think gives me a little bit of pause uh, uh, about Tucker is that up until he was fired, you'll remember that uh, we saw, you know, the five was doing really mm-hmm. well. Like there was a sort of pivot in Foxland. And that doesn't mean that America's getting better. Don't get me wrong. But there was a pivot in Foxland to sort of lighter fascism yeah i mean the the diet fascism is still a fascism but b it they understand and it's just like it's just like these this reflexive defense of the shooter down in allen texas um it's like oh god he could never have been a white supremacist neo-nazi no way no how no 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 he's his and then they're like oh hold on wait wait his 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 whole web page has and, and yeah, but they're but by the way, a lot of those guys are still saying it's science. Uh, well, of course, so uh, yeah, they're real. always going to say that now. But but right. I mean, because because the truth is, Trump did a thing where he made a world where you don't have to. Right. Well, look, I, reality doesn't have to be involved in it. Right. This is why this is why you have 
uh, you know, Trump's numbers go up when he gets indicted. Trump's numbers go up when the FBI raids Mar-a-Lago. Trump's numbers go up when he says something shitty about E. Jean Carroll. And speaking of which, um, that trial is coming to its uh, end. And I, I mean, <clears throat> I'm sure that that you've been observing this because we both know E. Jean and 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 the douchey, horrifying nature of Joey Taco Penis or whatever his fucking name is. Um, has been, I mean, unsurprising and yet horrific in every way. Yeah. Joe Tacopina. I mean, again, this is the calculus of Trumpism is that the rest of the world will be as misogynistic as he is. Mm -hmm. I would say one of the things that is so hilarious about this is if you look, and hilarious is the wrong word, horrific. If you watch the Trump deposition where he's being interviewed by Robbie Kaplan. Yep. Robbie Kaplan, remember, mm-hmm. argued DACA in yep. front of the Supreme yep. Court. She is no, she is, she's pretty, she's no, she, no, well, yeah, no shit, right? Yeah, she, she, uh, and she gets him going, and he is not apologetic. He is not contrite. He does not even deny. You know, he just says this is what celebrities do, and they've been doing it for a million years. Now, I would like to say that there have not been celebrities the kardashians are not a million years old uh and that there have not been celebrities for a million years okay but yeah i mean i was surprised at how he sort of doubled down on it like if i were a person who were on trial i would either show contrition or say i didn't do it you know i wouldn't then take this third option of just being worse right of being essentially like yeah i did it so what Right. Well, or, or it's within my rights as a celebrity. I mean, it is sexually harassed. It is really, it, it is really like, you know, Clive James wrote that great book years ago called The Fame Planet about the separate rules for celebrities in the in the world. And it was before social media and it was before the internet to, to a large degree. I think he wrote it in the mid or early 80s. And, and I go back and think about that sometimes because we really have seen like, Trump is really like the outer limit of evil celebrity. There is like right. a strange evil about it. It's banal on one level because it's just one guy and his stupid, like uncontrolled impulses. But it's also, you know, one of the things I tried to make a, a, a big issue in the election in 2020 was to, to like soft Republican voters was, do you want your kids to emulate this fucking guy? Do you want your right. kids to, do you want your son to act like Donald Trump? Do you want your daughter to be around men who act like Donald Trump? And I mean, in a weird way, I think that deposition is almost like a legacy item that Trump will not escape in some, in in the long, in the long span, just so fucking entitled. And, and, and everybody who's empowered that entitlement over the years really has a, they, 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 they have, they have a debt to pay on that. I think as well. Thanks Cy Vance. Right. Thanks Cy Vance. Thanks, Ivan. Someday we'll look back on Sivans, right? Uh, and we'll go and look at all the white men he refused to prosecute. Everyone, you know, all the tips, all the, yep. you know, from the Weinsteins to Trump. Yep. And, uh, you know, and Jeff Epp, remember? Oh, Jeff God, was, yes. I, there's a... Right? I mean, Jeff Epp was, you know, he was on the sex offender map, but he was still living quite well in his townhouse on 70th street. So I do think 
you know, there was a system of white collar criminals getting away with it. Yeah. And, and the entitlement, like I said, the entitlement of, of this guy and of, and of people like him who were just roaming free. Um, it really is something that, that the great irony is now this has become perceived as a conservative value of being an asshole to women. You know, I'm just like, hey, well, I, I, I missed well, that part of it, but okay. Well, let's talk about that. I mean, it, it's misogyny, right? It's what I wrote yeah. about and also what's happening right now in the Republican Party. I just wrote a piece yesterday about no-fault divorces, right. right? So the Republican Party has decided, and it's, and, and and by the way, this is not an accident. These are men's rights Oh, I know. I know. Was All along, right? So you had Stephen Crowder complaining it is not the beginning of the story but it's somewhere in the middle as you have Stephen crowder complaining about how unfair it is that in the state the wildly liberal state of texas they have no fault divorces right and that a woman can leave anytime she wants Mm -hmm. right because she's an autonomous i mean this comes back to this idea that women are autonomous and that they're not extensions of men don't you think that there's a part of this i I mean I, i see this a lot with the right these days is that is their new Overton window idea is this. It's like, ha ha ha. Look at the, look at uh, Matt Walsh or Steven Crowder making a joke about either those women or those trannies shouldn't have rights. And then it becomes slow. It sort of like gets whitewashed. And then it becomes like, well, he may be wrong, but he might have a point. And then it's, then it's, and two years later, it's being introduced in the Florida house of representatives as a piece of legislation, you know? Well, I mean, that, and I think that that is its fundamental problem with the state level leadership is that they are so low rent that they will basically do whatever they see on conservative television. Uh, I mean, there's. Listen, here's the thing. In Florida, the legislature was doing things, whatever was in Florida's voice, this website now, which is like Breitbart is to the Atlantic as Florida's voice is to Breitbart, okay? It, it, it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, they're they're like no no gateway pundits sold out man he's gone he's gone woke you know <laughs> Jim Hoft Jim Hoft man in the I always Atlanta. wondered if Jim Hoft and 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 Bill Mitchell had a baby what would happen <laughs> I mean it, you know it's Elon Musk I mean that's the joke is like you think that Elon Musk is this brilliant. Uh, you know, te- you know, technical genius who's creating, but he's actually just a dumb, red-pilled lunatic who is, just wants to get to be hang out with libs of TikTok and uh, Tucker Carlson. I mean, that's his dream. You know how cheaply you could have done that? You could have done that. You didn't have to spend $44 billion to make those people your friends. Right, right. You could have flown them on your jet one time. To, One time. to Malibu or something, and, and they'd be like, oh, my right. God, I flew in Tucker. They would have loved you forever. Right. I mean, talk about not being smart. That did not need to cost 40 Listen, private jet travel is a very seductive thing, as we know, but <laughs> I do not have a private jet. No matter, what, no matter what Sherry Jacobus tells people, I do not have a private jet. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying that I, you know, as someone who only flies commercial yes. because of my... Everybody's got a morning ritual. I know I do. And I want to feel like I'm getting my day going. I want to feel like I'm moving. And more than coffee sometimes, it's making sure you're clean, squared away, put together. You can get your day started by upping your shave game with Harry's sleekest razor yet, the craft handle. 
I like to use it because I've got to shave this giant dome of mine every day. So I got to keep it shiny. I have a beard, but I keep my neck clean front and back, do all the miscellaneous trimming. And the new craft handle, it actually is a lot more precision, at least that I found, with the new grip. I really like it a lot. You'll be getting quality shaving for a really amazing price. For now, they're offering the craft handle starter set for 10 bucks. It's a $17 value, so this is something you really should try. And if you don't like it, it's on them, guys. They stand behind the product. They guarantee it. How can you get a hold of the craft handle and the latest, greatest from Harry's? It's simple. Get it delivered to your door for 10 bucks at harrys.com slash enemies list. That's harrys.com slash enemies list. Well, I had to fly. I had to fly to California a few weeks ago, like an animal in coach class because it was a last minute ticket, like an animal. I'm just proud you made it. I I, I believe you. <laughs> but, um, Stay strong. But I do. Yeah, that's right. But I do think ultimately, I mean, the Tucker Carlson thing, I, I want to get back to Elon Musk for one minute, which is you really see how you can't sell something like a social media network to a fascist. And I, I would say like one of the things that we don't see on Twitter, which I'm very interested in, is what kind of censorship is Elon Musk doing for China and for Russia Listen, and for Turkey and for India? The, the, right. The the fact that 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 the free speech absolutist Elon Musk is perfectly happy to have his platform censored in those places and keywording out things in those places. You know, one of the ironies of the internet is that this idea that it was going to transcend national borders and and route around censorship, you know, it could have, but people have decided the Chinese market is worth more and the Indian market is worth more. And those two countries now, I mean, China always has, but India now under Modi has become a rigidly censored right. media environment. And it's like, it's right. like, what the hell? But let me go back on one thing. One thing we were talking about with Steven Crowder and the misogyny and everything else. I mean, I think those tapes that were released of Crowder berating his wife, I mean, uh, that is what red-pilled males now believe they should act like. That That is what yeah. they believe, how they believe they should engage with, with women to whom they are married. Let me tell you, if I, and look, I love my son-in-law. He is a good dude. He is a great guy. Right. He treats my daughter like a princess. But if I saw a tape right. like that, of, of him acting that way, I'd drag him out in the fucking street and horsewhip him. I mean, that yeah, I feel like you'd do that. I feel like that you are predisposed to beating people up, but not in a bad not way. Not a bad way. Uh, Listen, I'm I'm 59 way. years old, but this 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 broken nose and some other thing. I, I used to scrap as a younger man. So Oh, I believe <laughs> I, I absolutely believe it. But no, I agree. Well, this is the you open the door to misogyny, just like you open the door to racism, just like you open the door. I mean, for example, I mean, you can track from when Trump started ta- say, calling it the China virus right. to when there was abuse towards of course. Uh, Asian Americans. And, and this is the same thing. You can track from when Trump said, you know, I would never rape that woman. She's not hot enough for right. me to when all of a sudden these MAGA men were like, you know, you can do whatever you want to your wives because they're not autonomous beings or to your girlfriend. And so I do think like, it's harder to, tra- and this is what my essay is about, it's harder to track misogyny. It's not the same as tracking racism, right? You can't, you know, you can't measure it the same right. way, right? Because it's not necessarily your attitudes towards women, or it's not quite as clear, 
But I think ultimately you're seeing the same thing. They open the door to that. I think that's right. And I, I think there's a certain degree of like, um, like that one's an easier one to get away with in our society. You know, right. e- even, even, even the, even the, the, the actual white nap types, the actual Richard Spencers and everybody else, even they don't go out and roll out the N word on the daily. Even they sort of like try to keep it like those, uh, those people are coming across the border to rape and pillage. Those people, you know who those people are. Right. Right. And, right. and, and by the way, we're about to see that shit at scale with this whole title 42 thing. I, one of my children has subscribed to the New York post. Okay. Without I don't know which one. Shut up. We can't, we have to pretend this is under 18, but that yes. child who has subscribed to the New York post, uh, I now have the New York post on my dining room table, which is by the way, I, I, I don't, I, I have people. Does in it my burst life into flame from, every day when you. I, I burst into flames every day. When I see it. So I, this morning, page one, Hunter cover Hunter Biden. Nash. Page one, migrants are coming for your stuff. Right. Page two, uh, what was page two? Oh, crime. Crime is everywhere. We're all going right. to die. So we know what's coming. Yeah. Look, right? I mean, if you want a preview of the 2024 election, it's immigration, trans, crime, and, 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 uh, and fentanyl and Hunter Biden. Everyone's favorite fentanyl. Right. Hunter Biden does fentanyl. Well, Hunter Biden's laptop is made of fentanyl. By the way, Hunter Biden, that story, the idea that they will now ride the Hunter Biden story for another election cycle. But I will say, like, none of this works for them. I mean, so far, this hasn't worked. I want you to talk to me. Talk me through this bad Biden polling. Okay. Well, uh, let me introduce you. And it's now sparking the world's most annoying news cycle. Let me introduce you to a phrase that an Air Force general taught me back in 1989. I was a fresh young face at the Pentagon, young junior deputy nobody. And this this guy came rolling in. He'd been a senior Senate staffer. He'd been in the Reagan administration briefly. And and I said to this general officer who was a friend of mine, I said, hey, that guy is a really, he seems really cool. He seems like, he goes, watch out. That motherfucker is a blue falcon. I'm like, what's a blue falcon? He goes, well, since we're a family organization here, the first one is buddy, and the second one rhymes with trucker. So I'll, since since I can say it, it, it's blue falcons are buddy fuckers. Part of Biden's problem right now is that progressives will not get the fuck organized and say, okay. We need to stop bitching and complaining. We need to stop fantasizing that Gavin Newsom's going to ride in and save the day, or that progressives don't like. Gavin uh, Newsom. I know, I know, but that or some other fantasy candidate is going to roll out of bed one morning and say, "I will challenge Joe Biden and bring apart and bring apart the bring upon us the workers' paradise." It's not going to happen. The, his right. own base is where the weakness is coming. His own base is where the is where the hurt right. is coming, and right, right. and this is one right. thing about Republicans. And I've written about this a million times. We, you know, I've talked about this. The minute Trump is the nominee, whether it's real or whether it's just that everybody else has collapsed, every fucking Republican will shut up and get in line, and they will march right, right, in, right. in a rank order forward and they will right. never say a bad word about him they will never complain they will never bitch right. they will say the trump administration was the greatest administration in all history right. january 6th was a tourist visit 
And at the end of the day, watch this. Watch the, here's the moment you got to watch for. Trump will be the nominee, and Mike Pence, who he tried to kill, who he tried to have murdered, will go. They weren't saying hang out with Mike no. Pence. Um, they will say, the, Mike Pence will say, well, Donald Trump is a fine American, and I, I can't wait to stand and stand, stand by and support his campaign for a second time. He's it, 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 and it will blow people's minds. But that discipline is a secret weapon, of the, not even a secret weapon. It's a weapon of the Republican Party. They never, ever fucking break cover. They will always stick together. Democrats should learn this lesson. I don't care if y'all all, all want to be free spirits and independent thinkers and all that other bullshit. When the other side is in a lockstep, ironclad shield wall, you better figure out a way to do the same thing. So a lot of this complaining comes from, you know, Biden just being being screwed by his own his own side. A lot of it comes from the fact that there is now a full-on disconnect between the economy and the presidency. Because, you know, yeah, if you ask Republicans, really we are in a, you know, uh, an apocalyptic Mad Max economic hellscape and the living are in the, the living envy the dead and all that shit. When it, the reality is quite the opposite of that, of course, but this dis, this decoupling of the president getting credit or blame for the economy, it only goes to blame for Biden. I don't know why. But it, it has to mostly be the separated news news silos that we all live in now. And look, the age thing is it's it's a real thing in the polling. You can't escape it. You got to work mm. around it, but you can't escape it. I, the age thing, if he's running against, again, with the age thing, first of all, Bernie is one year older than right. he is. So and Bernie has decided not right. to run. So number one. And number two, this is in my estimation, I feel like, you know, if he's running against Pudding Fingers, okay, because right. Pudding Fingers is forty-four mm -hmm. years old, but he's not going to be running. No, he's going to be running against a, running. a shambling, obese, orange fuckwad. Right, and the guy who you'll remember that guy, you'll remember, was such a complete train wreck that he couldn't tell the difference between Melania, right, and Eugene, uh, uh, Marla, Marla, and Eugene Carroll, right. So, like, maybe that's not dementia, but then she's your type. But man. then again, he's also saying, that's my wife, Marla. I'm like, oh, how's I wonder how Mel feels about that. <laughs> I'm sure she's thrilled. She's, she's thrilled. She's, like, down there, like, I'm preparing grave and swamp for husband. <laughs> <laughs> that's what later, someday you're going to get canceled for that. That's going to be the What, my canceled. Melania imitation? Sadly, yes. <laughs> I don't make the rules, but. Uh, <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Well, listen, Molly Jong Fast, as always, a lovely time with you. I will be up in New York later this week. I hope I get a chance to say hi. Yeah, we'll see. And. Uh, uh, um, you should listen to my podcast, Fast Politics. I was just about to fucking pitch your podcast. God bless. God Do you not think that God I take damn. care of your needs? Come on, woman. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Molly Jong Fast is an excellent podcast called Fast Politics. I highly recommend it to all studio listeners and audience members. <laughs> You're a mess. All right. <laughs> oh, well, that's what I heard. You know. <laughs> I think you were there. I was, in fact, standing next to you when she came by and uh, 
and started, you know, yeah. what a, I, the, my favorite part of it, my favorite part of the whole, like her, her whole defense of it, because I've never had a conversation with Molly. Well, you know what? The guy out in the back of the fucking bus station screaming that the government has an alien implant in his brain isn't having a conversation either. It's just insanity. Good God. Exactly. Good God. Well, that's okay. She's going to be vice president someday, so we'll have some fun with that. I'm excited. <laughs> I'll enjoy All right. Thank you again, Molly. I appreciate your time today. We'll talk to you soon. So on the enemies list today, our old friends from Russia pulled a little prank on Twitter. Using some AI image generation tools, the Russians managed to post a bunch of pictures claiming there had been an attack on the Pentagon, attacks in, on targets in DC. And what the hell did the MAGAs do? They ran with it like the bit in their teeth. Oh, it's so shall Biden is so weak. This is a multi-enemies list entry. One, they were able to buy a cheap $8 a month fake verified account called Bloomberg Wire or something to that effect, tricking people into thinking it was Bloomberg. Uh, they were able to leave it up on Twitter as it trended and exploded on the on the site, even though it was debunked by the Arlington, Virginia Fire Department about 10 minutes after it was posted. Somehow it stayed up on the bird on the bird hell site for quite a while. So look, it's inevitable that AI tools are going to generate fakes and propaganda and, and deep fakes of all kinds. It's also easy for people to fall prey to these things. It's simple cognitive you know, engineering. But it's important if you own a website called twitter.com, you pull this sort of propaganda down. You know, we've seen Elon spending weeks tweeting about Bellingcat, whom he hates, thinks they're a government psyop, and yet so little input about this. How strange is that? I can't quite put my finger on it. But I will say this. The people that were trying to make this story into something about Biden's weakness, and now it is starting to enter into the right wing lexicon, even right at this moment, as, oh, there's a cover up. They're obviously hiding it from us. The conspiracy shit in this country has gone crazy. So this is a multiple entry on the enemies list. You've got the Russians. You've got the wingers who took off with the fake story. You got Elon for letting the story stay up. Guys, AI may not kill us all, but it's certainly going to try. All right, that's the enemies list for this week. Everybody get your shit together. <laughs> this has been the enemies list. And if you've been enraged or engaged or enlivened by this week's episode, let's do something about it. This podcast is part of Resolute Square, a new front in the war to preserve democracy. We were looking for a place to fight back against the MAGA media, and this is it. In addition to this podcast and many others, each week, Resolute Square members will sit down with me and other founders for an intimate meeting of the minds, talking about what's really going on behind the curtain of American politics and analyzing the minds and the motivations of the people that are shaping this country's future, good and bad, along with exclusive analysis and insight from our newsletters, which are anything but conventional wisdom. And yes, we'll also have merch to make the MAGA heads in your life furious. And more. Become a partner in this fight at ResoluteSquare.com slash enemies. And folks, if you could like, subscribe, and rate the podcast, I would be enormously grateful. And I cannot tell you how grateful and how heartfelt your support has been for this podcast and for these conversations. And we look forward to many, many more. Thanks again. And remember, whatever you do, stay off the list. <laughs>